You're listening to a CanadianMovieCrew.com production. Welcome back to the 2017 Retrospective, uh, taking a look at the Saw series. I am Sean Taylor. With me today is me and Mark. Once again, it's time to play the game. Oh, time to play the game. Um, (laughs) Taking a look at Saw 6 today. um, If you haven't gone back and listened to uh, Saw's 1 through 5, highly recommend it because we're just going to keep barreling forward um, as we don't really have a lot of time to recap. Because this one just keeps getting... These movies just keep getting a little bit more and more and more... Either involved or confusing, I think, the way... Uh, no matter how you look at it. Amen. Uh, going into this one, Mark, what'd you think? Um, uh, this one, it's just more of what... Uh, a lot of it's more of what we've been seeing. And this is like just Hoffman scattering to try and like distance himself from the jigsaw fan club now and make sure he doesn't get caught. Like it's, we're bringing more fingerprints and we've got a, a good medical examiner involved. I'm going <laughs> to bring that back from our saw five one. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's just, Oh boy, here we go. Uh, now, uh, as I mentioned in the five review, uh, this does have, uh, I think a more intricate backstory with an excuse to bring back John Kramer. Uh, kind of in his pre-Jigsaw days. Right. So, uh, yeah, so I think this one is pretty... Uh, I think they finally are starting... They were starting to kind of finally get back to it to a degree like this. Um, this idea that this person who ends up going through this gauntlet was directly involved in John's life. And I know you're going to get to that in your synopsis. Yep. This helped tie things... A, it's a bit a bit tighter story now because... We mentioned in 5 how the main trap that was going on, the long trap, I guess. Because we start off with the short trap at the beginning. But then we had, now we seem to have like the long trap that goes through Acts 1 to 3. And then they learn a lesson in four, in, at the end, right? Right. So that seems to be the pattern now? Yeah. Am, am I wrong? No, 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 no you're right. Um, I mean... Like we, like sometimes, there's, sometimes there's individual traps. And sometimes there's the game. Well, it really started for me with Jeff. I think that was the big one because yeah. Jeff was going through this multi-room gauntlet of things that either he had to do or someone else had to do, and yeah, and we're getting kind of back to that form. But in five, the 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 reason for the trap was weak, and the trap was the traps themselves were good but very predictable. Yeah, and we said how we could call. Well, yeah, this is obviously the lesson um, before it was even over. Like there was yeah. no real from twist two, to it. Yeah. Yeah, there was no real twist to it. So I think this one gets back to a better... Uh, and in light of our retrospective, too, I think I'm, I liked this one a bit better. than uh, Better than five, I think. I will say that. So I'll, I'll leave yeah. it there, and we'll go into more detail. And yeah, yeah, no, when I saw this movie, I, I liked this movie a lot when I first saw it um, in theaters, and it was a step up from Saw 5. Yeah. Um, unfortunately... <clears throat> 
This is the lowest grossing film of the Saw series. Um, and I think that's because of five. When you take a look at yeah, especially with sequels, a lot of people will blame, well, the third one didn't do very well. Obviously, that one was the shit one. Now, I usually blame the movie before it. Because if the movie before it's no good, less people are going to go see the next one. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, no, I think the Pirates of the Caribbean is facing that. Yeah, and, and Batman and Robin. We take a look at Batman and Robin. You're like, oh, that one was so bad and it did the worst and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but take a look at Batman Forever. That let a lot of people down. That, yeah, that'll leave you know? a bad taste in your mouth. Exactly. Yeah, so, and, I mean, the opposite ends up being true, too, to be honest. Yes. Because you, you look at Dark Knight Rises is nowhere near as good a movie as The Dark Knight, but The Dark Knight was so applauded and so well revered yeah. that I'm sure the part of the success of Dark Knight Rises is on the back of. Yeah, because you bring in people who didn't see Dark Knight Rises or the Dark Knight in the movie in the theaters and only saw it on DVD, but they go out to the theater to see the next one because the previous one was so good. Was so good, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. And that's, and that's exactly. where this one unfortunately when I came out of 6, Saw was pretty much ending like the hype around it was ending. Five wasn't any good. A lot of people weren't talking very good. It didn't get very good reviews. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I thought six was so much better um, because I think the the star of the film is the game. Yes, this is what four needed to be to yeah. keep that momentum. Yeah. Now four and five, we as we talked about, are kind of lackluster compared to the original trilogy. Yeah. Something like this was needed for four to keep that momentum. Yeah. Unfortunately, they had to keep going with the police storyline. They had to. Ah. They set they set it up. They had They did. They, they, you're right. They so, absolutely did. Yeah, yeah. They couldn't get away from it. They wrote themselves into that and that is unfortunate. Yeah. They could have been a lot smarter with uh with ending 5, but it, there's something about the it's like they they absolutely wanted to. And in fact, not only did we get that, but we also uh, set up uh more from Jill where she plays a bigger role in this one because yes. she had her scene in the lawyer's office in five. Yeah. Why don't you give us a synopsis and we'll oh yeah we we'll go, go into it. The, yeah yeah. So we open with uh, a trap featuring two predatory lenders in headgear. The gears will slowly penetrate their skull, but only one can escape by providing a sacrifice of flesh. The most flesh given up wins. Simone, played by Tiandra Howard, cuts off her arms and survives while her opponent Eddie dies. We cut back to the end of Saw 5 as Hoffman comes out of the glass box and takes Strom's dead hand. We then meet William Easton, who's played by Peter Outerbridge, an insurance executive and his fellow co-workers. Hoffman then meets up with Erickson and discovers that Agent Perez is still alive. The FBI offers Hoffman full full disclosure if he works with them. Hoffman then runs into reporter Pamela Jenkins, who has been sensationalizing the Jigsaw case. We then see Jill as she flashes back to the loss of her child, Gideon, and opens the box she inherited in Saw 5 to, to find six envelopes and, and a mysterious package. Hoffman meets with the coroner of uh, Jigsaw's murders, and, and, he f- and it's found that the Jigsaw piece taken from Eddie links to Seth Baxter's murder. The FBI suspects a different person cut the pieces, thus proving the, who the real accomplice was. They plan to decode the voice from the Seth Baxter tape, to discover who it was. Hoffman visits Jill in the clinic, and we find, that, find out that they were working together this whole time. 
through a flashback slash hallucination, uh, we see Jigsaw attempting to convince Jill of his method, even bringing back Amanda as proof. William Easton wakes up in a trap. Jigsaw tells him that he will test his insurance policy, and if he fails, he will not see his family again. We cut to a mother and son locked in a room with a vat of hydrochloric acid. The first test pits William against his smoker janitor to a breath-holding competition. Being healthier, William survives. Cut to Pamela visiting Jill, but then getting abducted and waking up in a similar but separate room to the mother and son. In a flashback, we see John Kramer meeting William at the clinic where William explains his policy. In the present, William comes across a game where he must save either his older secretary with family or a younger file clerk without family. William tries to save both, but in the end saves his secretary. We flash back to Hoffman, setting up the rack from Saw 3 while Amanda taunts him. Meanwhile, William flashes back to his initial meeting with John Kramer, where he turns down John's requests for coverage for of an experimental cancer treatment. Then he finds his lawyer in a maze trap where she needs his help to make it through. In the end, the key to her harness is revealed to be inside William, and she attempts to kill him before the timer goes off, but she's unsuccessful. Then he comes across the merry-go-round. His dog pen, quote-unquote, responsible for finding reasons to deny claims, will be shot one by one unless William presses a button and is stabbed in the hands. He must choose two to live, which he does, but his faith in his policy is now lost. In the lab, Hoffman, Erickson, and Perez discover Hoffman's voice on the Seth Baxter tape, and Hoffman kills everyone in the room. Before dying, Perez tells Hoffman that everyone already knows he's Jigsaw's accomplice. He escapes as we flash back to see Hoffman writing Amanda's letter from Saw 3 that, that reveals that she was with Cecil the night that he caused Jill to miscarry and threatens to tell Jigsaw unless she kills Lynn. William makes it to the end of his game and comes face to face with Pamela, his sister. But the mother and son were related to another man who was quote-unquote killed thanks to William's policy. Tara and her son find the tape from Jigsaw saying, saying that she can either kill or forgive William. She refuses to kill him, but her son throws the switch and the hydrochloric acid is injected into William. Then we see Jill abduct Hoffman and place the reverse bear trap on him from Saw 1. Hoffman breaks free of his binds and saves himself by sticking the bear trap in the steel bars of the door. His mouth is ripped open as Jill escapes. So kind of a lot to do here. Um... First of all, uh, uh, I want to comment on something you said about the hallucination flashbacks. Yes. I think it was just the flashbacks just being kind of shown in a f- more artsy-fartsy way. Uh, yeah. It's just, it's just her... Now, and here, unlike the last one, we actually have someone who was there. <laughs> Whereas in 5, we had Strom doing these flashbacks for things he never saw. <laughs> yeah, true, true. <laughs> I always she was saw actually that- in the room. I kind of saw it. As, I always saw it as a hallucination, only because it happens right after Hoffman leaves the clinic. Right? Mm-hmm. Basically, Jill turns around and there's Jigsaw. Yeah, right? but she puts herself back in the same room where they had this conversation. Right. But what really sets off the the hallucination for me is when Amanda comes in. Amanda's not in that room anywhere, and neither is Jigsaw when Hoffman first comes in. Right. No, no. So, and Amanda is the Amanda from Saw 2, not the long-haired one from Saw 3. Right. Right. So I kind of saw this as Jill snapping, 
if that's the right word, you know what I mean? And her hallucinating back to what Jigsaw, because she says right before, I'm only carrying out John's final request. Right. Um, which I've looked at it over and over again. I've gone back from flashback to hallucination. I think it could be either. Um, I've always considered it to be a, a hallucination. Well, I saw which, it differently, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I saw it as basically the, that one day in the past, uh, John brought Amanda to the clinic. I mean, Amanda had been to that clinic before, as we found out. Yep. She was a drug addict. And that's what it, that's how John would have met her. Yep. Uh, and, right? And so one day, they were in her office, and they had this conversation. So it's either, so in other words, it's one of, it's one of two things. Either A, it's a, a flashback done kind of artsy-fartsy, in which case kind of done very well because it's a nice smooth transition from present-day conversation with Hoffman to, in the past, the conversation with John and Amanda. Right. And how it's just kind of very it nicely flows. They use some great CGI and editing, and, and you get that kind of a dream weaver sense, you know, a little, fa- a little hazy because it's just a memory. Right. So it's either a memory filmed very well or a hallucination film very badly because it still looks like a <laughs> right because there's no there isn't no uh, um, uh, nothing a bit more obvious in a sense where she's cracking like right and this movie does uh, this movie series if it does one thing well it shows how it it really makes you see when someone descends into madness they use that fast forward thing uh right? yeah when, a little bit yeah in, in the traps right you see the quick cut fast movement quick cut you know, I've never seen that as madness. I've always seen that as panic. Well, it's still like an altered mental state. Okay. Right. This, you would think there would have been something done in that direction if she's like kind of having a memory and then cracking or, you know, it just seems like it would. it's inconsistent to, to not show it in some sort of like weird quick cut something or other. Right. You know, a couple of frames of the hog head or something. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So, like I said, it's either flashback filmed well or or, or, or Descent into Madness filmed poorly. So, right. <laughs> that's that's how I see it anyway. Uh, um, so, let's divide this up. Because um, let's go with the police storyline since it's, it's kind of smaller in this movie. Um. And the game is almost entirely contained upon its own, and there's a lot to talk about there too. But can I make a comment about the <laughs> opening trap before we get into it? Uh, sure, go ahead. Our pre-credit, our pre-credit trap, right? Uh, all, all I gotta say is, I see that the fat guy does what a, I bet you a lot of fat guys wish they could do, and just cut it out, right? You just, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm like, the, you know what? It's, as painful as it would be, this is actually kind of a smart move because he, it, it's like a brutal lipo, but he keeps all of his limbs. Uh, and loses the stuff he can do without. Like he just cuts off the excess fat. Uh, if, if as long as he survives, now he's just a thinner dude. Yeah. Yeah. To, you know, for the time being, the, you know the what I mean, giant like, hole in like, his belly. Yeah, but he's well, a thinner uh, dude. Okay, yeah, but but that you know what I mean. But that idea of like, well, it, it, you know, she has to get rid of an arm, and mu- muscle weighs more than fat, which is why she wins. But yeah, well, she also got bone in there too. So bone, yeah, bone and muscle, right? Exactly. But the, this is kind of like, oh well. That makes kind of sense. So kudos to the fat guy for at least trying to keep most of himself intact. Like if he had cut his arm off, his would have weighed more than hers. Yeah. And he would have won. But I like where he was headed with that. But anyway, that's just that. Um, 
that where that was going. I do like that Perez actually lived. It didn't seem that she actually sustained wounds fatal enough. I I didn't think so. When, and then but then saw five leads to believe that she died. Oh, that she bled out on her pillow and this yeah, and that. Yeah, like, I didn't. I never really bought that, so I kind of suspected she was still alive. But uh, yeah, and they, they don't really give you like the what happened. Like the, uh, you know, there's no medical explanation as to why she died. They're just like, ah, she's dead. Yeah. And then and then ah, she's alive. You know. <laughs> like, but at the same okay. time, she was always kind of a, she, she was kind of a nothing character before now. So I didn't uh, really care either. So uh, yeah, yeah. Like we're supposed to focus on Strom, not her, not his partner. So yeah. That could have been me in that bed. It would, or, you know, I mean, that could have been me. Next <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't have mattered, you know. Now going back to that to that opening trap, though. Um, mm-hmm. Think back, because this was two thousand nine. Okay. Do you remember what happened in two thousand eight? Oh, there's like a housing crisis. The housing crisis was led to the was was led to the bailouts. Yeah. Uh, at the end of George W. Bush's term. Yeah, yeah, um, everything from yeah, you had a lot of like big business being bailed out and yeah. And yeah. uh, and there was also a big question around that time of the insurance companies because they were raising rates back then, mm-hmm. right? And Obamacare was becoming uh, a topic of conversation. Um, so if there's one thing I can say to this movie in, in, in a thing of constructive criticism, uh, way to hit it on the nose. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> yeah, really. Way to strike that nail right on the head. You know what I mean? I do. Like, if it was made in 2016 or just after 2016, it would have been all celebrities dying in the uh, traps <laughs> for no good reason. Yeah. Yeah. Like, whoa, like, hang on, you know? Yeah. Yeah, very, poli- yeah, very politically bent uh, in this one. Yeah. I mean, I, the, the, the opening trap, actually, more so. The insurance thing, like, everyone gripes about insurance companies. I used to work for one, so that's a, kind of a song and dance I've heard a lot. Not to not to belittle anyone who's had yeah. a, a claim denied for false reasons or bad, for bad reasons, but that's that's kind of not a new thing. It's not a two thousand eight specific thing. No, but that's when things were starting to come out about insurance companies. And became, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Michael Moore released his movie Sicko around that time, oh, uh, which exposed yeah. the the insurance company. So I mean, this was really nailing it on the head. And if I could respond to another podcast. Um, the Now Playing Podcast, I listened to their Saw retrospective. Um, and just in um, just to respond to one thing from they said from their Saw 6, uh, yes, Canada gets it. Oh. <laughs> yes, Canadians get it. Uh, we understand how your shitty healthcare system works. Uh, ours is just better, but we understand how yours work because they were saying that you know with all this so with all because we have socialized healthcare and they don't. Would Canadians understand why Jigsaw was so pissed? Right? I'm like, yeah, no, we we get it. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, and there's uh, you know for for Canadians, if I may speak to that, then is the uh, first of all there's still disability claims like we have socialized health care but if you're off if you can't go to work because you're sick and you have a disability claim denied because they don't believe that you are it sounds pretty cut and dry but I keep I hear these kind of stories not just when I was working for one but also even now in my current job I hear people who like had to take time off work because they were they had to get you know go to appointments to be diagnosed for cancer yeah and stuff like that, and we're having claims denied. Like, there's, 
Yeah, there's there's all, and there's still uh, paramedical health claims. There's dental claims. There's all kinds of stuff that people still uh, like. We have insurance in Canada for yeah. reasons. We we, <laughs> yeah. we it's not like we're insu- we're not paying an insurance premium to somebody for something. So <laughs> yeah. we get it. Yeah, yeah, we get it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. On behalf of Canada. Yeah. We, we got it. you. We we got you. We can understand that. Yeah, this sure. isn't actually, this isn't so far outside of the norm that we go, huh? No, we're not and doing I, that. And, and while I know this doesn't necessarily equate the American experience, I actually know somebody I met, uh, someone I met at my new job. Uh, he came back to work after having spent, uh, I forget how long it was, but he actually had to go out of the country to get the treatments that he needed because there was such a backlog. Yeah. And, and I mean, we're talking life saving stuff here. Yeah, uh, like he knew he he was going to be able to get better treatment elsewhere, and he had to go. So, yeah, that's the one and, thing about our healthcare system is it's free, but sometimes you have to wait for it. Trust it's busy. Me, yeah. My father's going through the same thing, so he's been waiting uh, almost a year and a half for a couple of treatments. So, mm-hmm. and a couple mm-hmm. of easy things too that could be done really quickly, but there's just no room. So, okay, so let, let's go. You said we want to start with, uh, uh, there's just the police procedural stuff. So, okay, yeah. I'll, I'll try and skim through my notes because I, I, obviously as I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm doing my notes, I'm watching it, right? So I'm jumping back and forth. But one of my first notes, though, after the whole opening uh, is, holy smokes, is Hoffman playing fast and loose with his newfound freedom? <laughs> he goes right up to the woman who, sca- who escaped the first trap and, and he's like, hey, did you learn your lesson? <laughs> like, yeah, I always thought that was odd. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone knows Jigsaw at this point, we we called this out at like movie three. We're saying everyone knows who Jigsaw is, yeah, and why he does what he does. Aren't you kind of like showing yeah. your hand a little bit there, Hoffman? Yeah, aren't you tipping your hand a little bit? So did yeah, you learn just, anything? Well, yeah. Fuck well, off. Like, what, not not what did the man look like, or you know, yeah. did he look like? Like he might as well have said, did the guy that kidnapped you look like me by chance? Is that, like, <laughs> yeah. Picture me with a pig mask. With a pig mask, familiar? Yes. Yeah. Do, am I the approximate height and weight of your abductor? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> holy shit! He's just he just he hawn all over the place with this. That's funny. Yeah, and in front of Erickson too. <laughs> I, I know. Yeah, in front of his, his boss. Well, uh, his boss, well, the FBI boss, not, but yeah, well, yeah, yeah, uh, a chief in the FBI, like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, weird, weird fact about her though, the one that survived the opening trap. Mm-hmm. She wanted, she won a reality show in order to get the role in this movie. She won a show called Scream Queens. Oh, <clears throat> to get this role, so. So she's not an actress. Well, she's an actress, but she went on the reality show to win. Oh, to it was get like. The- ho- it's hosted by like Jamie Lee Curtis and uh, one of the producers of Saw and some acting coach. Oh, I remember yeah. watching one or two episodes. It was dumb. Oh, it was one of the worst things I've ever seen. But well, I can't imagine a reality oh. show based on just screaming. Okay, we're we gonna leave Jill as a separate topic. No, 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 no. I include Jill on that one. Okay, so she keeps her jigsaw files in an unlocked folder at work. <laughs> <laughs> This yeah. is kind of late at night when I'm watching this one. I just finished, like, I watched five in two parts because I started it one night and had to finish it the other just because of timing. But I, I determined, I'm like, all right, I'm going to 
finish five and then watch six. So I'm getting a little bit sillier at this point, I think. But this is still, I think, valid points. It's like, wait, yeah. wait, wait, what? Like this this thing that was kept under lock and key with his lawyer. She, you know, well, she had I, the key. I, she, she had the she had the key around her neck. Yeah. And yeah. So at no point, I guess, from that point forward, did she ever it was like, oh, hey, Brenda, could you go get the files from? Oh, wait, 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 never mind, never mind. I'll get him. I'll get him. I'll get him. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Could you get me the files marked one through five, but don't open them? Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at this point, I'm not seeing the payoff for Hoffman and all this. I kind of forgot he was being blackmailed, to be honest. Like, you don't really get yeah. reminded that much. So, he, like, he just, he has so much scrambling to do to cover his tracks, more than it seems to be worth it, to be honest. It's it's not his vision or his mission. He doesn't have the same conviction. That's the word I was looking for in the last podcast. Okay. And he doesn't have the same foresight. It's hard to see why he keeps going on with the mission. And and I am what is it? What is in it for him? I completely lost track, lost sight of that conversation that he had with John, where he gets blackmailed. Right. Yeah. But that's the thing, and and I think I think we need to kind of be reminded of that. Like they do a good job of you know, like last time on Saw, and they keep flashing back to stuff from other movies. Yeah, I think this movie, especially considering <coughs> it comes out a year after, uh, you know, the other one theatrically, right? I think I think this could have done with a, a, a quick like, if you don't do this for me, then I'll blackmail you, kind of deal. Right, exactly. They, they, yeah. they, I mean, they flash back for pretty much everything else. Like, part of these last three movies is just flashbacks to the other parts. That, like, they film one scene, and they get they get it to use it in, like, two movies, maybe three. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. wait, way to pad out your 90 minutes there, you know? <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't really have as much notes on this one other than, like, uh, on the, the whole Hoffman thing, but he is... Um, cause I'm just like, okay, now he's using, he's, he's kept Strom's fingers on ice to be able to put fingerprints wherever he wants to keep, to, and he's continuing this quest to, to make sure they think Strom did it all. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But they kind of see around it in this one. And it's kind of a weird turn because, uh, Erickson and Perez almost from the start, um, suspect Hoffman. Yeah, they're yeah they're getting wise. Like, I don't know how much time there is between the last one and this one. I think it goes straight in, but it seems pretty quick that uh, Erickson goes from "Hey, put out an APB for Strom" to maybe we should trap Hoffman and see what he's up to. Yeah, yeah. It's not that long because he's still using that finger that he recovered. Yeah, from the squishy room. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, even if you put it on ice, I, I don't think it's going to last that long where you can just keep going over and over again. And, and I mean, what else is there, you know, what what else have the police not gone over yet that they have to to get Strom's fingerprints all over the place, right? It's not like they're going back to the first bathtub scene from one and he's just dabbing, you know, Strom's finger all over the place, yeah. right? Like, they, yeah. you know. Well, the police it, never found the bathroom. That's true, but I mean, as an example, like yeah. how far back is he going with all these traps? Because, like, they found what they found, and the rest they haven't. Yeah. So what use? What use is this finger that he keeps on ice, right? But he keeps using it. Yeah. Um, now, do you want to talk about the uh, the jigsaw pieces? 
Oh, the, yeah. This is the the clever uh, the the clever medical examiner. Yeah. So he, my, off the cap to him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I thought this was a great way of doing it because they 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 sort of catch Hoffman because he uses a serrated blade to cut out Seth Baxter's piece and uses the same piece to cut out Eddie's from the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Because uh, it's Hoffman who does it. Uh, but the other ones were, they say, near surgical quality, saying that Which, Jigsaw used a better knife. And we actually get to see it. It's a, it's essentially a scalpel, which he would have a- access to because his wife works at a doctor's office. Right, exactly. And um, and it, and that goes back and even gets it further enhances Jigsaw's whole th- whole speech from uh, Saw Five, where he says, "Your work was inferior." Yeah. Right, so you, you can tell that uh, Hoffman doesn't learn, and and I suppose now they can kind of cleverly point they being the people that wrote it say when he said use tempered steel he meant surgery tools he didn't mean his big axe well he meant all of it you know all and, of it yeah yeah or sorry not just the pendulum but the uh... but that leads them to go into the um, to check the Seth Baxter tape. And they're doing that uh, that voice demodulation, yeah, descrambling. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, it's it's going through, um, and and that's where they find Hoffman. And I love the and I love the line they're using. Do you remember the line they were using when they were descrambling it? Oh. Um. I don't know why I don't remember. <laughs> it's it's right now you're feeling helpless. Oh yes, yeah. So yeah, we can see Hoffman sweating it up there. Yeah, exactly. I thought it yeah, was a great line to use. Yeah, I forgot to, to note use. that. Yeah. Well, it was a great line to use, but it doesn't matter because he ends up killing everybody anyway. Even the poor no. lab technician who was just doing her job. Just doing her job. Yeah. Well, yeah. And this is Hoffman becoming unhinged. Yeah. And he uh, and it seems like they just they're like, well, we've been doing this for three movies, so let's just have him wrap it up. Yeah. And he goes to the car, he grabs Strom's thing again and starts dabbing the the the, the, the crime scene, you know, the gun and Right. But then like what does that. he do? And then he burns the whole place down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is gonna ruin the fucking fingerprints. Why, why the hell'd you do that for? Like <laughs> Okay, maybe he wasn't thinking clearly and his initial thought was okay, let's put Strom's fingerprints. Then he realized, oh shit, that's not going to work. That's kind of how it led them to, to to me in the first place. Right, exactly. I better burn this motherfucker down. Maybe I don't know, but yeah, actually, it's, it's not explained very well. Like like the 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 bad fingerprints, saying well they've been on uh you know what what was it what was the compound it was something like dry ice or something like that like they actually freon. had that freon yeah so they've been stuck in a fridge or whatever yeah so they get yeah so the freon being on the fingerprints actually doesn't necessarily pay off it kind of adds to the doubt. As to yeah, it does. That, yeah. That, well, it, it kind of exonerates Strom a bit, saying that well, no, he was whoever it puts left these fingerprints towards Strom. Yeah, because, it's like, well, this guy might have been dead actually. Whose yeah. fingerprints we found? Yeah, because if he was alive, there wouldn't be any freon on his hands. Mm-hmm. Well, there's not likely to be any freon. On his uh, hands. Yeah, yeah, less likely to be every single on every single print, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and how about the end where uh, he gets put in the uh, reverse bear trap? Yeah, I wanted that whole thing to go off. I was just like, well, I'm done with Hoffman. <laughs> <laughs> but then, no. Uh, and, like, 
I, I, he was very clever, obviously. Like, he smashes his hand, just like we saw Detective Matthews smash his yep. foot to get out of his binds and gets out and then tries to... Now, does he cut... Is he trying to pry the thing off? I couldn't quite see because they're doing that flash quick cut thing. But is yeah. he trying to, like... But he ends up cutting his mouth open? Is that... Well, he sticks the he sticks the jaws of the trap through the two bars in the door. No, before that, he's trying to pry it with something. Yeah, well, he's trying to pry it open. Yeah, I just didn't know if that's what... Uh, well, I think I think he was trying to pry his mouth free. Something like that, something right? Something like, like yeah. that. Uh, but he sticks his thing through, through the... Um, through the door and the trap goes off but doesn't open all the way and so he's able to sort of slide his mouth off of it and it opens up the side of his face in the process lucky those bars weren't vertical eh? yeah, yeah really you <laughs> have to do that sideways you know tilt his head sideways head sideways and trying to yeah it, it's it's kind of one of those lucky happenstance things and it's like oh okay yeah sure almost a deus ex machina with the door yeah yeah but I mean visually it's it's pretty neat because we you know, we saw Amanda had to chop a guy open to get a key to get out of that, and he yeah. doesn't have a key. Yeah. You know, so that's two just... of two people that that trap has not worked on. Yeah. This no, is exactly. quickly becoming a non... Uh, a trap that you may not want... Excuse me, a trap that you may not want to be using. You know, exactly. Yeah, it was a very almost... poor success rate, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it works fine on bears. Um <laughs> Do you want to get into the game? Into the game, yep. So first up, hey, Jigsaw upgraded the video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love this game. I love this game because because it works. Yeah. You know what I mean? He becomes fully rehabilitated as far as his thoughts on uh, insurance policy. He basically, in the beginning, it's, well, we'll insure the healthier people and fuck the sick people, even though the sick people is what need the insurance anyway. Right? Yeah, or at least even the probability, which is kind of interesting, because you can have people with the with those probabilities that they don't actually end up getting sick. Yeah. You know, you could have someone who decides to get life insurance and then turns their life around because they want to make sure that they never have, they don't, you know, that it doesn't get paid out to their ripe old age or something like that. Like Right. Like yes, I'll quit smoking. Yes, I'll exercise more, eat better, blah blah blah. Like yeah, you can, yeah. So, and I love the scene with him and Jigsaw in the office. Um, him going through it. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that was. Yeah. Uh, that's like one of the longest scenes I think John's in. It's one of them. One, one of them in, in 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 the new three. Yeah. Yeah, they have like a full conversation, and he's got a he's got a little sermon to make and a point to make, and yeah. And, and a veiled threat to make. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like, uh, and this covers what you would, uh, like a question you would ask a couple of times earlier is who's funding team jigsaw. And he says, well, you know, you know, you should have enough money to be able to fly over to Norway and do this yourself. He's like, it's not about money. Like, don't talk to me about money. I have money. Uh, this is about principle. Right. Yeah. That, Okay, so yes, I get it. Like he he's he's made enough money. He's made some smart moves, probably some smart investments, etc., to be able to make sure that he and his wife are taken care of, which is good. Yeah, I mean he he doesn't live an exorbitant lifestyle. Like he drives a modest car. He's <laughs> wearing you know, modest robes for his evil doing. Yeah, for his yeah yeah yeah. He doesn't well he doesn't have monogrammed evil robes like that's no, no. you know 
That costs. You may money. splurge on the occasional pig mask, but that's about it. Well, that's but he doesn't have a white cat to take care of. Uh, yeah, exactly, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or that many henchmen, you know, like that's, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Talk about needing life insurance. Um, <laughs> that's where that's all what? the guys in the Die Hard movies go wrong. They that's have right. to hire henchmen. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's very expensive. Yeah. yeah. And they always get their claims denied. Like, do you hench for anybody? Y N, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm sorry. Claim denied. Yeah, like, claim denied. <laughs> Being a henchman is a pre-existing condition when the condition is a bullet wound. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or uh, or a karate kick to the face, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, the one that got me, actually, that was... Oh, no, sorry. My point I was making, like, yes, he, he's on... So he can fund himself as Team Jigsaw. That's fine. Yeah. But then if you get the claim denied, like, I get it, you got the principle to make, but... Why aren't you going to Norway to get that yeah. treatment that you believed in? Yeah. If that's like, okay, I, I understand going to the insurance company as a matter of principle, but when they deny you, that's it? Like, ah, I've got a treatment. I can afford to go get it, but I don't feel like it. Yeah. That, I think they missed something I, there. I always considered that his life mission became too much and didn't have time to go uh true like or, he yeah he, he or the cancer to... progressed so quickly because in six months between two and three he's now bedridden mm-hmm. and can't get up right so maybe he couldn't travel you know what i mean i wondered if uh, i was wondering if they were going to drop a line where maybe jill said well he went to norway and he got that treatment and it didn't work right but that would kind of defeat the entire purpose of the movie so not really because well, you would have had to would, pay for because it. that proves william easton right Oh, then that's true. Yeah, you no, know? that's that's right. Yeah, like the it's uh, why we shouldn't have paid for it. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. But then it it's weird because now Jigsaw is kind of John's kind of wrong for not having gone and gotten it anyway. Like principal yeah. be damned, you know. Which I mean, you you know, right from the first movie though, if we go back to that podcast, you said that he is a bit crazy. Well, he is nuts. Yeah, yeah. So I think then you you know that that would serve to this point about his his sociopathy taking over where yeah. he's going to forego that treatment that he actually wants to get in lieu of this new mission that he has. Yeah. Of like, I need to prove this wrong. Yeah. I need to prove that. I, I need to make this point. Die, yeah. Die. Now if, the principle even if it means kill, more, even if it kills me. Yeah. Uh, well, let's okay. start off with the first trap. Right. So how does, Oh, right. Sorry. My, my comment before that, uh, I just put years. I'm convinced now that for Jigsaw to have built all the machines in all the rooms <laughs> in all the movies, it would have taken years. <laughs> yeah. You He's haven't seen Saw for... 7 yet, have you? He's been sick for years. Uh, <laughs> have you seen Saw 7 at all? <sighs> I probably did back in whatever year. 2010, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Probably did back then. Okay. Because that question kind of gets answered in, in Saw 7. So, Actually, I think you and I went to see that. It's possible. I, I just left the place that we, we where, where we worked at together. Right. In May of that year. And, uh, yeah. And That's possible. And the new Saw movie came out. So I think we actually, yeah. That was before film studies, though, so we didn't review it. Yeah. Obviously, you don't remember it at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Good. Because I'm looking forward to your review next week. 
Oh, uh, if they have an explanation, I'll welcome it at this point. It yeah, better be well, a good one. Well, it's not a good one. It's, <laughs> it's not a solid one, but it helps. <laughs> I was going to say, because holy shit. Uh, okay, so we have the, uh, the breathing squishing machine, as I called it. Yes. How did it know the janitor died? There was no heart rate monitors. Or are we to well, assume that, that Hoffman from the viewing gallery of this now dilapidated zoo. <laughs> you caught that, did you? It is a zoo. Yeah. I caught that. Okay, yeah, there good. was a mention of animal stuff. So it's a good thing this city has a, a dilapidated one of everything. <laughs> <laughs> Hog rendering plant, home with a super basement, <laughs> zoo. <laughs> This city's got it all. If if, if, you, if if you need it and you need it dilapidated, come to come to city, comma the. Hey man, any town USA? You any know town, the, you know how the economy it. is. It's that's true, eh? Actually, to be fair, again going back to that whole idea of the commentary, everything's broken down. I think this is like the beginning of the end for Detroit. Right. As a city, <laughs> yeah. unfortunately, I mean, I, I I felt horrible when I heard all about all that stuff. But you know, that's uh, um, anyway. But well, you're talking about the bailouts and stuff like that, right? That's when like plants started closing and people yeah. like massive job loss and yeah, yeah, yeah. So it it would make sense that they're like, well, now the animals are homeless, you know. <laughs> and and it was also the time of high payoffs for high paid executives, like he said, right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, yeah. Okay, so how does it know that he's dead? He, we well, got his poor... he stops breathing. Right, but the idea was to hold your breath to stop breathing. Oh, that's true. Because it, it, it immediately releases the other guy, Eastman, when uh, the janitor stops breathing. But there was no heart rate monitor or anything. So the only explanation I can think of is Hoffman was actually watching during No, there was a heart rate monitor. Was there it? was a beeping, yeah. There was a beeping off to the side. That seemed to... I thought that was associated with the respirator. I didn't... Oh, I guess I... I must have missed that. I don't think they show the heart rate. I assumed there was a heart rate monitor. There had to have been. That would be the only way that would be all automated. Because I know one big thing about these traps is that they have to be automated to a degree because you have guys like Hoffman running around trying to create alibis <laughs> and... Yeah. He's got to go get that haircut and ha, you know, <laughs> and put fingerprints everywhere and yeah, yeah, planting evidence, right? So he doesn't have time to actually watch these traps. Like, even though he's got a viewing station, he's barely there. No, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's. I true. do like that they they do kind of amp that up now, where he has the two way glass. He's at the zoo, and he can just kind of like have a donut and a break, and be like, ah. Oh, <laughs> Ah, shit, I gotta go plant more evidence. Bye! Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. See if you live, you know. <laughs> like, um, and this is another thing that the the Now Playing podcast is like, well, what does Jigsaw have against smokers? I'm like, oh my god, for the fifth time, hundredth time when I'm listening to your series, it's not his trap. Yeah, the, uh, He's a pure and pure victim in this trap. Right. and He's he being picks- used as a tool. I mean, there is sort of a... a, a, a comeuppance though to this one we don't get that a whole lot like he used a smoker who what he had emphysema or something like that but continued to smoke anyway like a guy who didn't appreciate his life right that's been a common yeah i think it's like a family history of lung cancer or something like that yeah and and despite that chose to smoke anyway basically saying like this guy's up for a short life i'm going to give it to him or there's that or had he technically had he somehow been able to win the game 
and Eastman dies, well, okay, he gets to live and learn a lesson. Technically, yeah. he's kind of part of the game, but it's a lot simpler for him. And the odds are stacked against him now. You've got a guy who doesn't smoke, who's you know looks in, in he's in good shape. He probably you know runs yeah. a couple t- times a week or whatever, and yeah. Well, this is another thing that critics bring up, and that's, well, if Easton was was to have lost the first one, mm-hmm. would everyone be set free? Yes. Yeah. Because they're no longer needed. Yeah, they've. I mean, they've, and uh, like especially that family would get to see that, and once they yeah. figure out who it is, they're like, well, good, justice has been served, and they can. Yeah. They can. Yeah, they can go home. Yeah, well, uh, that's the thing. It's it yeah. it is that simple. But it, it is a pitched battle, though, for for the poor janitor. Yeah, but it, but at the same time, too. I mean, it goes back to Jigsaw saying, you know, it's it, if you know if you know the human condition, you can predict it, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you put a smoker against a healthy guy in a breathing and a breath holding competition. Yeah. yeah, guess who's gonna fucking win? Chances are. Chances are, but mm-hmm. now, but the point is, is now he's seeing an actual face and seeing the death of someone he knows that's being caused by his "quote unquote" policy. Oh yeah, and uh, that and he hides is, behind. Right, and you get this across, and, and this is where it's very relatable, I think, because you get that idea of, like, when insurance claims are denied, you don't talk to the to the claim assessor in a lot of <laughs> no. cases. Yeah. No, you talk to someone like me, who has to then kind of explain what happened, but yeah. <laughs> you know, or whatever, right? Yeah, that's the most unbelievable thing that the two people, Jigsaw and the other guy, made it all the way up to to William Easton to complain. Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah, that like, like they Jigsaw had... kind of has an out because you know Easton went to his went to the clinic, so he kind of knows Easton. Maybe you know he pulled a favor or whatever. That party scene. Yeah, yeah. So a fundraiser, like, I guess, or something for the yeah, clinic. Yeah, yeah, it's like a fundraiser for the clinic. Yeah, yeah. So they've met before, so that's I think that's why he humors him. Yeah, but then what's you know what's the excuse for the other guy with the family, right? So oh, that was heartbreaking. That yeah, that scene, that one, that one killed me. But that's true, though. That's what happens. That's what. Yeah. Oh, you, you, you know? had surgery, so it's a pre-existing condition. It's like mm-hmm. what? Um, what's the second one? The second one is the roundabout, right? The no, second one's the maze with the lawyer. Oh no, second one is the uh, is the secretary and the file clerk. They're in the yes. Uh, <clears throat> they're in the yeah. enclosure. And he has to take both hands, and this is another one I really liked because he said, "Okay, well, this woman has a family that will miss her, and it'll be a it'll, it'll be a huge loss to her family." He doesn't have any family and just will just be a blip off the face of the earth. So who do you save? Yeah, it's you know, a his, real. It's an ethical dilemma. Yeah, like her. His policy says, "Well, she's older and she's sicker, therefore she deserves to die." But yeah, he's a he's a healthy young male who still has potential to right. you know, have a family and and breed other healthy children and right. And even from an evolutionary standpoint, he still could have kids, right? Oh, yeah, he's not that old. No, so, I mean, you know, maybe he can, you know, plus one to the world. Yeah. But at the current 
point in time, which is when you have to make your judgment, which is how you make your judgments with your policy. Right. You know, one of them has to live, one of them has to die. Well, I, love and the fact the that I love the fact that it's barbed wire wrapped around their neck, too. Yeah, or just to really sink that in. Like, they yeah. have zero chance, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, it, it is quite the dilemma because it changes the way he has to make the choice, right? His formula, like that, once they punch in all the numbers, the formula is all cut and dried and doesn't take into account things like, well, this person is a family who... You know who we'll loves them, them, who miss yeah. them, who who needs them emotionally, like yeah, you know what I mean, like that's like they're affected by your choices in terms of the policy, like that, and just like the uh, and it's a little foreshadowing for that the the mother and son caught in the in the, uh, in the cage, yeah, because and I, they and I love they fell victim to that very same thing, right? Yeah, and I love how they're going. Well, he's kind of going through the five stages of grief. Right, he's kind of because the first one, because yeah. during that trap, he yells out, "This, our our decisions are not decided this way," and that's denial. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, and almost gets into anger in the same one. He kind of does, and then he's and then uh, and there's bartering or bargaining. Yeah. I think is the next one. Bargaining, I think, which he yep. kind of skips because he's got no, no one to. Well, he kind of bargains with. Uh, uh, the lawyer to not kill him. Well, he also, I mean, he bargains in the sense of like he apologizes for getting them in this mess. Like he's he's bargain he's bargaining for 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 forgiveness. Yeah. Right, because he's got to look them both right in the face and decide who lives, who dies. This is interesting. Like, I, I, never, I never thought about this. Five stages of grief. Here we go. I like this. I like this. Uh, this trap. Denial, I mean, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Oh, bargaining comes before anger. No, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Right. Dep- yeah, and he hits depression as soon as it's done because he, he just he oh, I think, sul- he I think sulks he, away. Yeah, well, I think he gets bargaining with the lawyer because he says – because the key's in him and she says the key is in you. And so she tries to cut it out of him with the, with the saw and um, – because that one was set up to to show to show him what lengths people will go to to survive. Right, the will to live is his right. point, right? That's one thing the equation doesn't take into account. Right, exactly. No, what I'm saying though is that he almost goes through those five stages right in front of those two people. Um, I wouldn't say depression yet. I think he hits depression when he hits the merry-go-round. I don't know because he seems to kind of sulk away from it and just be like really. Like, he doesn't hit acceptance. He never does. Oh, I think he does. Well, I think we'll get to that. But let's okay. go to... Um, so he saves the secretary and he has to leave her there. Okay, now, see, and here's the thing. Like, do these people deserve to go through this? No. No. They just that's need not a the job. point. Uh, yeah, no, I know. They're victims again, but I just... Yeah. Yeah, that's my Canadian showing. Fine. You know what? Uh, I'm in acceptance. <laughs> my Canadian showing. <laughs> Though then again, I guess maybe if you were to try and stretch to make a point, they didn't have to work for him. They could have worked for him long enough to find another job to get out of that evil corporation, right? Sure. So, yeah. Yep. So, so the next one is the big maze trap where he has, she has to go through. Now I don't know what that gas is. Um, that ventilating the, gas. The oh, this is the lawyer one. Yeah. It's hot steam. Is it hot steam? Yep. Okay. Yeah, those are steam pipes, and it's uh, uh, he's got irons like stovetop uh, uh, 
whatever you call them in the uh, inside some of the cages. So they're, and they're they're like red red hot, but then it's also a lot of steam vents. Like they're sweating up a storm just being in that room. Right. So the lever that he has to turn sometimes to protect her just redirects the steam that comes out of those pipes onto him. And it yeah it re yeah it redirects it into a, a vent that goes up and then right on to him. Yeah. So he's got to put himself in the way of the steam that uh, so she can make it past the steam. Yeah. That's and all I, it was. Is hot and steam. I love the dichotomy too of even though you did everything you could to help her, in the end, if her life's on the line, she will kill you. Mm-hmm. It's kill or be killed. Yeah, exactly. And and that's what happened, right? So he ends up having to like keep like literally fight her. So yeah. she wouldn't kill him, yeah. Like he has to fight for her, and then he has to fight against her in the end. Yeah, yeah, and she, but showing the will to live, it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where I think he meets his bargaining, because he bargains with her to, to not kill him, and that they'll get the key out some other way. But they're running out of time, and he just doesn't have time. Well, and look at the tools she gets to use. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this this battery-operated... Saw like a <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that's not going to be an easy surgery. It's not like a scalpel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like Talk about I, non serrated I, edge, eh? Oh my god, yeah, I, that would just rip them apart, and that's the problem. Like you, like if she digs them into that, they could like scoop the key up and throw it. But I love the uh, the final end to her when the blade comes up and spears her skull oh. right to the bottom. Oh, I love yeah. it. That yeah, that's great. That again, poor woman. Again, not torture porn. Gore, there's a right, difference. Because, yeah, because she's not tortured at all. With well, she's tortured through the hot steam. Well, yeah, but so that's. He. But she's an evil lawyer, so we're yeah. we're okay with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, she wasn't even all that evil. I mean, she was trying to get him to be nicer. That's true. Yeah, right? yeah. Did you get a sense that maybe they were hooking up? Like he I think we're supposed the, to. Like he puts off the wife. And oh, honey, I know it's your birthday, but I'll make it up to you. And then he's like, "All right," and you know, he's kind of they're kind of eye fucking each other while he's on the phone with his wife. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. She's like a hot little number and everything else. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's pretty. Um. Okay, so the carousel trap. Ah, one of my favorites of all time. Oh wait, sorry, one step back here. I think I saw the cage maze up on an episode of Survivor once, but anyway. Uh- oh. <laughs> <laughs> Less stakes, though. Less stakes. Yeah, yeah. They only the had race for, on the line, so. Yeah, and, and immunity from being voted out. Um, <laughs> yeah, the carousel trap. This one. This one's uh, awesome. Yeah. I love this trap. Yeah. And this is the longest trap. Like, this this trap takes the longest of any in the series uh, to play out. Does it? Is yeah. it quick, quicker than the five people trap with the uh, the keys? That, I think that scene takes about as long because they have a whole debate first as to what to do and who knows who. And but that scene's cut up though. That, that one gets stretched a bit. Long. Uh, does it? Get, it? it gets interspliced. Oh, you're, you're right. With it other does. scenes, yeah. right? Yeah, but this one, yeah, you're right. They give this one the time it deserves. Yeah. To play out so that you don't lose that tension. Yeah, and it's really good too, because he says like you you deny, um, thirty three percent of all your things. So, thirty three percent of your dog pen get to live. So only two can live and yeah. four must die. And at this point, I think he finally sees 
the error of his policy, or at least the error that Jigsaw wants him to see. Yeah, the idea that so many people end up dying because of of you know the denied claims. Yeah, and you see him yeah. go through, and then, you know some of them are lying, some of them are bargaining with him, some of them are uh, yelling at him in anger and pleading and everything else. I mean, how do you decide? If it's me, what I do is I stick my hand in for the first one, stick my hand in for the second one, and then try to stick it in for the third one. At least I tried. Oh yeah, to see if maybe Jigsaw was providing like, a way giving, out. giving you an out, right? Like if I make another sacrifice, I can approve more. Yeah, and more people live. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, and so you have the, the one young lady. She's got two young kids. Um, yeah. So she lives. All the guys are dead. <laughs> and they go. Yeah. They go through. Yeah, and and they friggin' let them have it. Eh? They're like, you son of a bitch, and. What did well? What does the blonde say to get out of being shot? I didn't have time to go back and try. Uh, to I'm pregnant. She says I'm pregnant. And do, and and but one of the guys accuses her of lying. Yeah. So but we don't really believe, know if she's pregnant. Uh, we don't. Right. We don't. We never find out if she's truly pregnant. But she says it in order to to uh, to stay alive. Right, because she heard the other girl say she had a family. It's it's yeah. debatable. Yeah, she could be pregnant. She might not be, but she's still going to use the. Yeah. Do you recognize the black guy? Uh, not offhand, no. He was the older son from Family Matters. He was Eddie Winslow from Family oh Matters. Oh my gosh, wow. Go-go <laughs> uh, dated reference. Holy yeah, I smokes, know. Yeah. I haven't seen that show in, well... Years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but uh, what I really like in this one and what really drives uh, the the great tension for this one is the last guy alive mm-hmm. who is just he's just resigned to his fate. He's like, oh, that's just fucking great. You know, fucking little bitch says jump and you say how high and he gets so mad. And I love the line right before the gun goes off. He's like, you look at me when you're killing me. You look at me. And I have that William written down too. Yeah, that's such a great line. I love yeah. that line. Yeah, look at me when you kill me. Yeah. Yeah, and he doesn't say anything after that. He just says he just wants William Meeson to watch him die so that he knows he's the one who killed him. Yeah, yeah, he made the choice. Yeah, yeah it was his always. choice. Absolutely. Love this trap. And that's what really makes William Meeson now fully understand what he was doing wrong. And and the thing is true, like these are not victims anymore. These guys, like it, it's a bit debatable. Like the the, the old yes lady, no. the the middle aged old lady file clerk. Like how evil is she to go through this? But she lives. Or the uh, or the guy who, the young lad who was just a single guy needing a job. You know how 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 much was he really involved in all the evil goings on? Right. Like they yeah. they are kind of more innocents. But this is the dog pound. These are they really hunt for and sniff out all those little. You know, uh, whatever you call it, to, yeah. to to get out of payment. Any little thing, they'll find it. They'll sniff it out. Yeah. So they're just as culpable? True. Uh, you could make the argument that they were directed to do that by Easton. They, they are. But again, you get to that point where like, if they're that good in that job, they could get another one. Like they yeah. have no – right? They're, they don't bring their conscience into work with them, which right. Jigsaw's point is you really should. Yeah. And that's why I think Jigsaw tells him to kill uh, four of them. Yeah. 
<clears throat> yeah, and it's it's but it's in proportion to the claims denied. So yep. they suffer the same fate that they're enacting too, because they're just as much a part of the process of helping to weed out people that they don't have to pay. Yeah. Right, and if they had not found those things, so that's the thing. Like you know, in as much as uh, Eastman is ultimately responsible, there's stuff that they they could let slide. Yeah, like the guy who had oral surgery twenty years ago or whatever. Like, had they just kind of overlooked that and paid his claim, he be he might be fine. Yeah, get the surgery he needs and he's okay and whatever. Right, but no, no, they sniffed it out. So, yeah, they're just as much a part of it. Yeah. And I so love to, I lo- and I love in, the, in, the, in this case too. It's it, the the simplicity of a shotgun to the uh, to the chest. Yeah, it's nothing overly gory or. Yeah, it's not like you know blades come out and chop off their head or, um, you know, it's they, a shotgun they, to the face. No, it's just a shotgun to the chest. It's not a series of friggin' things stabbed into your ribs that rip your chest open. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But do you, do you think though that that's kind of indirect proportion to the torture porn allegations? Like it's actually a response of of sorts. because uh, this like well this one has some gory stuff like like the steam vent trap is really just that, and then it has a very sudden ending. It's not a gratuitous gory ending to the to the lawyer. Uh, you know what I mean? Like it's almost like this one is saying no no you're you're missing the point. It's not about the gore. It's about the lesson. Because we've talked about this before, yeah. In the other no, you're right. Episodes, right? Like it, it's, it looks like it's almost indirect response. To that. Like, and that's the thing: the traps are just as horrifying and effective this way because they're fatal. Yeah. Right, and you know, it's that it, it doesn't, it, you know, just because it's not everyone getting their rib cage ripped out doesn't make it any less effective. Yeah. Or, or it's not, you know, big blocks of ice <laughs> smashing your brain and in, in, in <laughs> poor Donnie Wahlberg. Or. Or, or being stuck in a squishy room. Yeah, no, I, I get mm-hmm. it. Yeah, but it's, they don't have to be squishy room endings. And what, uh, the other thing I like about this whole thing, too, is that in uh, in the last movie, Jigsaw tells Hoffman that he needs to remove all emotion and it can never be personal. Um, even though we see that this one is actually very personal to Jigsaw. This is really personal, yeah. Which then goes to just prove the the psychoticness of of, uh, of Jigsaw. He says one thing but does another. That's yeah, well, almost we, the definition of insanity. True. I mean, it, even and this kind of calls back to the first one, right? With Doctor Gordon. Yeah. The oncologist who barely paid attention to him and just wrote him off. To now the insurance company that's literally writing him off. Yeah, and they dropped Dr. Gordon's name in this one, that, too. Yeah, if you're a primary oncologist, Dr. Gordon. Hey, everybody, do you remember him from the first movie? <laughs> yeah. Like, he he doesn't really need to name drop. That's kind of a weird when they do that. Like, The thing is, is Kerry uh, Elways, when he um, when he saw the uh, success of the first one, he sued, um, saying that he wasn't paid enough. And he was supposed to get a higher percentage of the, of the box office. Um before this movie came out, or before this movie was made, the lawsuit was settled out of court. And he was supposed to be written into this movie. So, I don't know where or when or how, but he was supposed to be in this movie. Um, but due to time constraints, they didn't have a chance to put him in. So, I think that's why they dropped his name. Right, so maybe they were supposed to be like a tete-a-tete with Gordon. Right. 
Maybe I don't even. Where they know. go, like it, it, here's. Listen, I've reviewed your case over and over again. This is what I think. Your insurance company has contacted me. Blah 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 blah. Right. Right. Yeah. So. Um. And that's sort of a prelude to seven. Okay. I, I think there. I think by doing that, they were setting the table for seven. Okay. But you'll see what I mean when you watch seven. Yeah, yeah. The details are pretty much missing here. I, yeah. I think I, there's only one thing I think I remember, but I'm not sure if it's accurate or not. But anyway. Okay. We'll uh, we'll move on here. So after this one, now he gets to. Well, this is the last one. Is the, the merry-go-round? Yeah. The merry-go-round. Yeah, yeah. So, so this is the last one. Now he's really in the depression. He's just kind of because he just is. Uh, sluggishly just trudging away from this scene. Yeah. Having watched you know, people that he uh, he sees every day and four of them just died right in front of his face. Yeah. Because of choices he made. Like, yeah. So now... I think that's where the acceptance is starting to kick in, too. That he's accepted that what he was doing was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? By, by just creating a cold, unfeeling formula yeah. that, 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 that was absolute rule. Yeah, and that's the thing, eh? They when they they were talking about, well, I'm sorry, John, but it's policy. It's policy. It's policy. It's like you know what? Policies can change. Yeah, and, and you that's, can break policy. Yeah, well, you made the policy. You can break it. Yeah. Yeah, and of course, if there's a policy that ever changes in favor of the company, oh, it's swift to be enacted. <laughs> oh yeah, that happens across all companies. Uh, you know. Oh yeah. But any any change that you know any potential change that causes the money, well, no, we're not having that, but. Yeah. If it makes us money, yeah, we'll change that policy. Yeah. And that's the thing is like it, he was, Jigsaw was basically teaching him that he was hiding behind the policy and pretending that the policy was making the decision when in mm -hmm. actuality it was him. Yeah. So this all, this whole thing, he's, he's having to directly accept his choices. Yeah. That's why I yeah. love this. That's why I love this game. And that's, that's why I, yeah, yeah. That's why that's I really, why. really like this movie because the most of this movie is the game. You do get a little bit of the uh, of the police uh, drama with it, but, I mean, that just serves as a break uh, for what you really want to see, and that's, and that's the game itself. That's true, and then really a lot of it, it you know, ends pretty quickly because he just murders three people. Hoffman murders three people in that police, in that FBI, uh, the sound office there, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And then is on his way, you know what I mean? Like he's pretty much done with all of that, and then just has to deal with Jill. So you're right. Like, and then the the game too. Like even the flashbacks we get with John, most of them or a lot of them, I think it was a lot of them. Anyway, are it's him. It's a lot of them, yeah. Well, we get two big ones where it's him and the insurance guy. Like the first yeah. time he meets him, and then again in his office, right? So, uh, even the flashbacks are directly leading us to like, no, this is why Jigsaw's so pissed at this group of people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So we come to the end, and I actually forgot the twist. I completely forgot the twist. I was just like uh, everyone else, and I don't know why. I'm like, why should? Like at the end of this one, I'm like, why the fuck am I not looking for some twist? <laughs> it's too good. It's, it's six entertaining. Movies. It's six movies. Why in the world am I, uh, you know, am I not seeing the twist? Like I should have figured it out by now. And for me, in my mind, for some reason, 
and I don't know why this is. Uh, don't ask me to explain, but for some reason I remembered it wrong, and I thought that was his wife and son. Well, you're led to believe that. It's true, and but that the idea is that they actually they come to find all the horrible things that he has done, and then actually get to pass sentence on him. Yeah, yeah. She, so she's actually, uh, is actually the mother and son of the guy that he killed earlier. Is be- yeah, it's even better than that. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's his. It's yeah, it's that poor guy with the dental pr- procedure who gets his heart. Uh, was it a heart operation or whatever? Uh, yeah, it's a heart disease. Yeah, it, it needed a bypass or something like that, and then he's yeah. So they uh, so they get to decide now. And I and, love. And, I actually really like the mother in this in 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 this scene too because she does mm-hmm. a really good job of um, showing the torment of the of the two decisions. Yeah, she was really good with that. Like at first, she says, I, "I'm not doing this because of what you did to me. I'm doing this so that you can't do it to other people." And then she goes to pull the kill switch, and she can't do it because she's a good, innocent person. Yeah. Right? Now, then you have the completely irrational teenager <laughs> who gets mad and vengeful. Absolutely. And takes out his revenge. So right. he throws the kill switch, and that hydrochloric acid scene, wow. I mean, seeing that on the big screen, wow. That was, that yeah. was a sight to see. Being eaten from the inside out, yeah, yeah, like Which being injected is, with hor- uh, hydrochloric acid. Wow, well, he, he he gets stabbed several times in the back mm-hmm. with the needles. I think it's something like twenty needles or something like that. Yeah. Now, and here's and here's the thing, though. This is one of those ones where it probably came under fire. Where, well, how did they know he was? How did Jigsaw know he was going to be right up against that cage? Because it swings down. Yeah, true. On that certain arc, and he has to be standing in a certain, within a few feet of where he was, yeah. or that thing misses him, right? Yeah, I like thought if he's about actually, that. If he was standing over by his wife, it would have come down, and that's it. Yeah. And now you have the acid pumping into their cage. <laughs> but if you're begging for your life, aren't you going to try to be as close to them as possible? And, th- and that's the thing, right? Yeah, that's right. where, that, that whole human nature thing, right? He knew that he would be up close trying to humanize himself. Yeah. The only yeah. thing that's unbelievable in that whole scene for me is is the sister saying, please show mercy. Uh, that was his wife. No, no, that was his sister, Pamela, the the journalist. No, no, that's the wife that he was on the phone, because they make a point of... No, 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 no. He was sure? on the phone with her. He was on the phone with her, but that's his sister. Because she says, you know, he says, oh, I'm not going to be able to make dinner. And she goes, oh, you're going to stand up your sister on your birthday? On her birthday? Oh. Yeah, go back and watch that. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, it doesn't really matter, to be honest. It doesn't really like matter. It's wife or sister, like, it's still a yeah. loved one, yeah. Yeah, because Jigsaw said at the beginning, if you don't make it through, you'll never see your family again. And yeah. she says, you know, you're going to stand me up, you're going to stand up your sister on her birthday, I'm the only family you've got left. Yeah. So, now, that's cheated, because that's never seen before until the end. Right. They didn't throw that in in the middle of the film, because I think that would give it away. No, you're right, and we and they do want the the misdirect that the mother and son are the family that 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 he's referring to, right? Right. So, yeah, so that makes sense to kind of pull that, and then but just have this random reporter in there, and I think making her the reporter that was trying to shake down Jill the whole time that was a little convenient. Uh, you a little know what too. I mean? 
Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's, I mean, we have whole, her whole subplot we didn't really talk about, but it really doesn't go to. It doesn't well. go anywhere. Yeah. She tries to get information out of Hoffman. She tries to get information out of Jill. She knows what, what uh, Jigsaw gave uh, Jill because of probate court. Um, and she knows that uh, uh, that Hoffman had uh, that Hoffman had bribed Amanda or uh, blackmailed Amanda into shooting Lynn. How does she know that? She, isn't she the one who gives Jill the the note, the copy of the note that says, "I"? Uh, uh, it's a copy of the letter that was left for Amanda that she opens up in three. Where she has to shoot Lynn. Is that what that was? Yeah, yeah. It says, um, and this is where the the reveal of because uh, we read in the letter the reveal that Amanda was with what's his name when Cecil was with Cecil the day that Jill lost her baby. Right. So Hoffman knew that and held it over Amanda to kill Lynn. Right. And I think because Amanda didn't know that that Jeff that her husband was in going through a trap, right? He's he set it basically he set it up so Jeff would murder Amanda, leaving his his hands clean. Like somehow they felt for some reason that they need to add another layer to that story. I'll have the to reason, go back and check that because I don't yeah, remember that. Because they they, they specifically reshowed the scene where she pulls out the, this envelope with her name on it, opens the letter, and starts crying. But we never see the letter the first time. Right. Right. And then that the rest of that movie plays out. Now three movies later, we see finally see what was on that letter. Right. And it was from Hoffman to Amanda saying, "I right. know you were there the date." Yeah. That. So now they just make it look like there was just some bad filming where just off screen, Amanda was there with Cecil and was begging him to get the drugs, which is why he went in, blah, blah, blah. What'd you make of that addition? Completely unnecessary. Explains the letter. Yeah, but at the same time, though, like, what does it really change? Like, and the reason I say is this, because Jigsaw had already given a target to Jill and it was Hoffman. Right. Unless Jigsaw knew about the letter. Which they don't tell us. So as far as the movie's telling us, uh, Jill had one, Jill basically was the really the, the real mop up on that one. Yeah. Hoffman was going to do everything that, that Jigsaw told him to, and then was going to, was slated to die at Jill's hand. Right, she was supposed to pull right. the final trap and therefore kill Hoffman. But I think and, um, and end it. But I think Jill. Um, I think Jigsaw knew about the letter, and because of that letter, then slated Hoffman to die via Jill. You know what I mean? Hmm. That's really the only way that makes sense. That's really the only reason why. Well. The other, you know, that, the other reason that the other reason that Jigsaw would would mark Jill Hoffman. to kill Hoffman um, would be because he says to her, he says at the end of the in, in one of the previous movies, he says by the end of this, I will give you a way out. Right, and so by doing by killing Hoffman, that means Hoffman is done. 
Right. And so he's not going to continue using this jigsaw thing to do whatever he wants, right? Like cuz he's kind of empowered by having the access to the jigsaw stuff. Right. This is but he still he still deserves punishment too. But he also shows in this movie that he doesn't want to do it anymore. Cuz he says, "Oh, this is the final one." He's like, "Yep, yeah, okay, after this we no longer talk." Yeah. You know what I mean? That that's true. I think uh, but I think this is jigsaw's way of mopping up yeah, that's how I saw I think it. Like, so, I, yeah. like I think I think the letter really didn't add to that. I think that Hoffman basically the idea of Jigsaw wanting uh, Jill to mop up and walk away. She'll have she's got money, she's got you know whatever. She could just pack up and leave, and then, uh, the you know the cops won't find any more Jigsaw traps anymore unless there's another copycat. But I mean, as far as this narrative goes, it's over, right? If Hoffman yeah. dies, it's over. There's yeah. no more acolytes, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So well. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Wait for seven. Um, <laughs> so, uh, uh, as an end to a trilogy, what do you what, what do you make of it? Well, that's the problem. They don't really end it. Like I think. Killing well, they Hoffman, kind of do. I mean, Hoffman's locked in the room. And he's bleeding from the mouth. Yeah. You know, there's not yeah. really a way out for him. So. No, that's true. That's true. You could consider it a Blair Witch ending. Yeah, well, they they basically teeter totter on like if if Hoffman had died, I think that that would have been a more conclusive ending, right? Just yeah, sure. Yeah, Hoffman dies, Jill walks away. She's she was kind of the first victim in all this because of what Cecil did, which which set everything off, right? If she had if she had taken two steps to the left that day, yeah, all of this wouldn't have happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you think or not about let it, him in, yeah. If she hadn't let him in, or the way she was standing, she was standing right by the door, right? If she had taken two steps to the left, the door would have opened and hit the wall. Yeah. And he would have ran out, and she would have been shaken, not stirred. No, I think you're right, Mark. It's all the woman's fault. Uh, <laughs> no, no, but I mean, that's... She was uh, asking for it. No, that's what you said. She's asking not, for it. So I, no, I, I didn't what... say she was asking for it. <laughs> no, of course but no, not. No, no, but she's the first victim in all this, right? They're, de- they're dead child. Like, that's yeah. the, her and, the, and that poor the child that dies as a result of all what Cecil did. That's yeah. what kicks off this whole entire thing. So it really doesn't come around to that. But at the same time, they can't really narratively do that unless... Uh, like there was no way to write themselves back around to that to that thing, so they couldn't really bookmark it. Um, or bookend it, I mean, sorry. Oh, shit. I just had a bad fucking idea. Oh, yeah? Well, we'll save it for next time, because I want to talk about your uh, pre-thoughts for... Well, I guess we won't get a chance, because um, we're next week we're going to record Saw 7 and Jigsaw, mm-hmm. uh, the new one coming out. Yeah. Um. Thoughts thoughts for the new one. Have you seen the trailer for it? I have not. Okay. Nothing. I, and in fact, I kind of don't want to. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I'm really on this uh, kind of anti-trailer kick lately. Good. For a lot of things. You watched the Star Wars one? I've watched one of them. Well, there's only been one, so. No, there's been two. Oh, has there? Oh, yeah. One of them, there was a big to-do before Monday Night Football, and I didn't watch it. And I was oh, okay. like, no. I said, you know what? I'd like to see the movie, please. Yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. want to have to put the movie together. I've always said, I've always said, you don't need a you don't need a trailer for Star Wars. All you need is a poster. No, all you need is Star Wars and like the Star Wars logo with the with the subtitle on it. Yeah, and then oh, and the date and, and, the date. and the date. That's it. You'll still then, make a billion dollars. Well, and now you have to do two dates. You have to tell us what date the tickets go on sale, so we can pre-buy them. Yeah, that's what you need for the second commercial. 
That's why you do these second commercials, just like date, second date, have a nice day. Come give us your money. But anyway. Yeah. Um, but no, but like Thor, Ragnarok, I'm like, oh, I saw the first one. I'm intrigued. I don't need to see the rest of the movie through two-minute segments. <laughs> yeah. Just show, me, just show me my cat falling down video. I don't want to see another, <laughs> you know, another part of the Thor movie I haven't seen yet. Um, so going into oh, – see, I got, I've got a really bad feeling like um, – one of the ways they could do the new one is if Gideon is still alive. Oh my god, Jill didn't actually lose the baby? Yeah, like maybe she thought she was going to lose the baby. Um, Jigsaw snaps and leaves. Oh, she keeps the baby hidden. She keeps the baby hidden, and then he grows up, learns who his father is, and carries on his legacy. I'm kind of worried about that now that I've already thought about it. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Wow. Um, There is is others that from Seven that could be the case, but I don't think so. Um, Well, we know it's not Strom. (laughs) We know it's not Strom. We know it's not Hoffman. Um. I think they're going to play up the whole cult of Jigsaw thing, finally. I think they kind of have to. I, I, I don't I, really I, see I think it. that's the only way they can do it, considering it's been 10 years since Jigsaw died. Yeah, yeah, there's there's no... Nothing makes sense to, to really have anyone directly... Because barely anyone gets out, unless it's the one-armed lady, you know? <laughs> like. No, no, it wouldn't be her. No. God, no. you'll, see, and you'll yeah. see why in seven. Well, any, anyone who's gone through the traps doesn't want to do that. Right. Right? And except for Amanda. She was the only one crazy enough to get inducted. Oh, there's that possibility too, but I don't want to spoil seven for you. So Okay. Um, we'll talk about that at the end of seven then. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Um, okay, so we're coming up on it. Next week is uh, Jigsaw. Looking forward to that. Um, and we'll be back with uh, seven and now eight. Uh, so stay tuned as we wrap up our retro spooktive. Mark, thanks for coming out. Oh, yeah. We're almost to the finish line there. Yep, Still a pleasure. Yep. And I'm Sean Taylor, guys. We'll see you soon for the finales.